This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Akil Stokes, professional trader and trading coach over at tier1trading.com. Thank you for checking out the podcast. If you guys are new, there's lots of episodes here. I don't expect you to listen to them all, although you can. Many have uh, shot me messages saying, hey, Akil, I'm starting on episode zero and working my way up. But you can feel free to use the Trading Coach Podcast as kind of like a search engine as well if you're new, meaning type in Trading Coach Podcast Backtesting or Trading Coach Podcast Psychology. And what will happen is it'll bring up a list of kind of, you know, whatever episodes I have those keywords in the title or whatnot. So that'll kind of help you get to the topics that you want to see if you don't feel like going through all 700 plus episodes. In today's episode, I want to do something I haven't done in a while. I want to read you an article. And this was an interesting one that I found on my buddy Steve Burns' site. If you guys are not familiar, Steve Burns, um, friend of the show here. He is the only person I've, inter- I've ever interviewed for the Trading Coach Podcast because he's someone that I look up to in the trading society. And he has a website called New Trader U. He has lots of books out there that are kind of built specifically for newer traders. They're short, they're simple, they're um, very remedial, which is a good thing in my opinion. And he has a website and on his website he has a lot of guest posts. I did a few there as well. And recently he had a guest post from a guy named Corey Mitchell called The Day Trading Success Rate. And it was an interesting title. It sucked me in because we always hear about success rates in trading and I know nothing about Corey Mitchell. So I was interesting. it was interesting to see if this guy is kind of fits into what I think is the reality of trading or if this is someone that's saying like, hey, 90% of people are successful and blah, 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 blah. And the article starts off like this. What percent of day traders are successful? The success rate of making a living from day trading is 4%. This is the actual rate I witnessed while trading at a prop firm for many years and in conversations with many firm operators. Making some money from day trading, side hustle, about 10 to 15% prop firm trainees could do that. For many, the amount they were making was not enough to justify the time. These people put in six plus hours a day at the office day trading five days per week. Capital was available to them along with experienced traders to ask questions. However, a few did. And I want to stop here for a second because this is a very interesting topic. This is something that Jason Grayson and myself recently covered in the Trader Coffee Break um, where we had we did an episode talking about methodology in trading and, and the fact that you know, you're supposed to be curious. You're not just supposed to take information at face value. You're supposed to question it. You're supposed to do your own research. And that's the only true way you're going to believe in what you're doing, right? You don't want to just believe information that's out there because it could be wrong. You could be sold a lie. And well, you don't want to go down that path for, for too long. But another interesting thing that I see in trading, and this comes firsthand from being a trading coach over the years, is that so many people are afraid to 
ask questions, right? And what's funny enough is this, right? So I've coached some very good traders. I've, I've coached traders that have gone on to run prop firms, work for prop firms, operate mutual funds. Um, I've coached Jason Greystone who came in and he's one of the best traders I know. And the one common trait that I noticed in, in all of these traders, the most successful traders that I've coached is that they all are annoying. They are highly annoying. Every time I, I turn around, I get a ping on my phone, I get an email, I get a text, I get something asking a question, always asking questions. Every single one of them without a doubt has been a sponge for knowledge. They are not afraid to ask uh, questions. They are not afraid to kind of be shameless. And what I noticed with some other traders is that I see them talking in the background to people on the platform and they always say they want to ask questions, but they're a little scared and they're afraid of how they're going to be judged. Now, again, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be working at Tier 1 Trading where we have our platform. We have a, a great community of traders, the, a realistic community of traders. So we don't have trolls or people going in there bragging. Everyone wants to help. Um, so I, I do understand that every place is not like that. And if you go to a, a chat form on the Internet and ask a question and if it's a quote unquote dumb question, you know, you may get embarrassed by the, the gurus on the chat form. But we got to we got to put that shame aside, guys. Right. We cannot be afraid to ask because asking is the only way to learn. This is going to sound old, but, you know, you have two options. Right. If you have a question, you have two options. You can be afraid to ask that question and then you never get an answer ever and you don't make any progress you just kind of stay there where you're at or you can be like hey i'm going to be shameless i don't care what people think of me i'm going to ask the question and people may make fun of me it may be a dumb question but at least i'll get the answer and once i get the answer i can move forward and the goal of trading the goal of life is to continue to progress upon that path which is hopefully leading you towards success i had a question this morning asked by a trader who was going from crypto trading to forex trading and you know he was new he's surrounded by by forex traders and he, he's asking these questions or he's like i got these dumb questions akil they're newbie questions i'm sorry i hope i'm not wasting your time but can you explain to me like what happens i'm dollar based what happens if i trade the pound aussie like do i have to switch my you know do i have to go to a broker and switch my base currency from the dollar to the australian dollar and then go back and then sell the pound? like and 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 it wasn't a dumb question at all because first of all if you don't know the answer you don't know and it's a very relevant question especially if you're going to be someone who is trading an international market and you don't know if you have to do these things by yourself or if your broker is going to do them automatically and it ended up having a ended up having a really good conversation about it not just the process of of what it goes in uh, what goes into placing a trade but we talked about vpns and, and and having brokers in different countries or why you may not want to have a broker in different country for legal reasons we talked about different swap fees we talked about pip values because all of that stemmed from the question of how do i buy the pound dollar or how do i buy the pound aussie if my base currency my home currency is a dollar so we ended up answering so many other questions that this trader had simply because he asked the dumb, simple newbie question. And I was like this as well. I was a question asker. I never had a chance to work on a prop firm, but if I did, man, I would be the sponge. I would be right behind whatever the head trader is and I would just be, I would just be looking on. 
In fact, when I watched documentaries that featured prop firms like Million Dollar Trader, which is on YouTube, I believe, uh, Wall Street Warriors is where I first learned about Mike Bellafiore and SMB Capital, um, along with a handful of other prop firms, right? I sponged those episodes and actually pretended I was on the floor. I, I went real close to my computer. I took notes on all these documentaries like I was there. And the thing is this, right? The way you get successful, and I've done this in my career as well with coaching, mentorship, and, and people I've met around the road, uh, the road, the way you become successful is to find people that have already done what you're looking to do and copy them, right? My first mentor, not in trading, but investing in business was this millionaire, this local millionaire. I didn't know he was a millionaire until years later, but I've told you the story before. I just literally sat in his office and listened to all his phone conversations. I said, hey, can you put that on speaker? And I just sat there and took notes. Okay, how is he handling himself? How does he approach this? What are people asking him, right? And that's the best way I learned. And eventually I got to work more hands-on with him after he found out I was serious about what I was doing. So you can't be afraid to ask questions. I know many of you guys are not in a position where you're at a prop firm, but we're in the internet age, man. Like you have tons and tons and tons of traders at your disposal. You have some of the best traders are out there on social media putting out content. Some of the best traders in the world are out there that are accepting DMs and private messages or, or comments on their YouTube channels and answering them. Like, dude, use these people. Don't be afraid. Trust me. Speaking from an educator standpoint, right? Unless someone out there is a a bad person, no one's ever going to clown you for asking a dumb question because guess what? We were all in that same boat once before. So ask it, ask it, ask it. Now back to the article, right? Can you make a living being a day trader? The minimum time it took people to make a living from day trading was six months to one year. He said, I had a part-time job until month seven. Some people took longer, no one shorter. That's it's very important, right? We always say what? We say six to about a year and a half whenever we make our predictions. So this is about the same six to, to one year. It's interesting that some people took longer, which is, is true. Everyone goes to their own journey, learns at their own rate, but no one was shorter. So right now you need to dispel this myth that, man, there's going to be this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this thing up and I'm going to be great in a month. I'm going to be great in two months, right? have a proper timeline set where say like, hey, even if I am the best, even if I'm the next greatest thing, it's probably still gonna take me six months. So mentally prepare, financially prepare, right? Prepare your family for at least six months of grinding until you get to that point where you can start transitioning out. He says, putting in less work or time prolongs the journey or drops the success rate. I believe low success stats apply to the quote, I'll give it a try. Um, people, which is most people, not people who are passionate about trading. Passionate people do what it takes. Give it a try, people. Try, lose, and I'll add this myself, they move on. And we typically see that a lot. Again, that's when, when you see this 90% of traders fail, right? It's, it's not really 90%. It's more like 50%. 50% fail right away because they're like, give it a try and move on people. And there's nothing wrong with that. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But the other 40% of the people who are the ones that are actually struggling. So when you hear that 90%, don't get too intimidated. Half of those 90%, right, are people that just, they don't really want to do it. They're just going to give it a try and, and, and quit and do something else anyway. So they, they probably shouldn't really count. Um, he says, I often hear, but I see loads of people making a killing. It must be easy. This is availability bias. I love this term. I, this first time I heard about this term when I read this article, I love it. This is availability bias. Believing what you see without considering what you don't see. People don't talk about losing. And if they did, you probably wouldn't follow them on social media. 
When learning, you follow people who seem to know what they're doing. It's the only world you're seeing. It's not the world, not the only world that exists. And I never had a name for this, but I've talked, I spoke about this a lot. And I always say, for example, social media or whatever the, the public sphere is that you share your stuff is, that is nothing but your Sports Center highlight reel, right? When you look at Sports Center, what do they do? They show you the highlights from the play. They they show you the top plays. They show you the things that are good, entertaining, going to get you exciting. They don't show you the boring stuff, right? Social media is the same way for the most part, right? People are only showing you the victories. They're only showing you the good. And I understand why, right? People, they, no one wants to show a, a, the bad side of themselves unless they're shameless and don't care. Funny enough, I got into coaching because I shared the bad stuff, right? I didn't really care about publicity or anything like that. I was just sharing a journal. And I actually built my following because I was one of the few people that was showing the hardships of trading. And I was like, dude, like, why are you following me? Like, I'm losing every day. Like, go follow this person. Um, and that's when it kind of hit me about being authentic and people being fatigued and tired about seeing only the highlight reels. Um, but this is a major problem. Again, it's a major problem in our society is with mental health, but it's a, it's a major problem in trading as well, only seeing the good because now people are going into this, this world of trading with only half the expectations, right? They only see the good. They only expect the good. They have these false inflated expectations and they're not prepared to handle the bad, right? This is one of the reasons I love the Trading Coach Podcast because for you guys listening, right, we're sharing with you all different types of training, good, bad, ugly. It's it's giving you kind of a map of, hey, here's what to expect, right? This is going to happen. So at least you have it tucked away for later. So when you get to that point, you're trading like, okay, this isn't a big surprise. Don't get shocked. Don't get crazy. Akil told me about this. And it's very important that we get the whole picture. Um, very, very, very important. He says how to be in the 4% or even 10% of day traders, the ones that make it at least one to trade. If you're just going to try it out, don't bother. Traders love Mondays. Oh, this is crazy, right? Coincidence. I'm reading this. This is a Monday. I'm reading this. I actually put out a quote this morning. I put it out almost every Monday. I'm sure people are sick of it, but I always talk about how excited I am for Mondays because I actually I, I love what I do, right? Mondays are my days where I can get back to work. We have the Monday morning Q&A where we get to educate some traders. Um, I don't really care about the Sunday open as far as the markets go unless I have active positions on. So Mondays are the first day I'm really getting to do analysis and like it's weird. It's like, I love my weekends. I love being away, but like, I love trading. So the weekends, I don't have that, um, which is good. So I avoid burnout, but it makes me more excited for Mondays. And I, I get responses from everyone else where it's like, Mondays suck. I got to go back to my job. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get to go back to my job. Um, so it's cool. But I, I, I really am passionate about what I'm doing. And I think you need that passion to help you get past the dark spots in those journeys. He says, dedicate at least six months to learning a single method. Again, right up my alley as, as well, right? We talk about focus on one strategy, one method at a time, then build from there. He says, jumping around and experimenting prolongs the journey to profitability. And, and I'll touch on that real quick because, again, this is important. There's nothing wrong with trading multiple ways, but the, the objective is to start making money as quickly as possible, obviously, in within the right sense, right? Um and the way to do that is to start with one thing, right? If you are trying to learn 10 things at once, it's going to take you 10 times longer. You probably actually won't learn it the right way because you'll be, you know, um, 
you'll be um, diversifying your energy and in, in, in what in the 10 different areas instead of just focusing purely on one. But even if you did, it would probably take you 10 times as long. Instead of taking 10 times as long to, to, to learn 10 things because you're wasting time, focus on learning one thing, learn that one thing and implement it as quickly as possible. While that one thing is making you money, then add the second thing and then re rinse and repeat. Add the second thing. Now you have two things that are making you money. While those are making you money on autopilot, learn the third thing, learn the fourth thing, learn the fifth thing, right? That way you're making money while you're learning instead of learning and making no money. He then says, putting in hours is not practice. The only methodical practice that counts is it's, uh, excuse me, it's only methodical practice that counts. I call this purposeful practice. Uh, reviewing mistakes, brainstorming solutions, finding ways to slightly improve risk reward and win rate. Ooh, the small things that matter. So true. Confidence comes from doing something so many times that you believe in it and you believe in yourself executing it. Most trading psychology issues are alleviated by practicing so much the method, practicing so much the method becomes second nature. You don't think about money or not making money, you just execute. Like any other repetitive task in life, that's only possible if you trade the same way all the time. If you consistently try different things, you'll lack confidence for good reason and you'll lack profits. The end. So I enjoyed it. This is my first time reading through it. I always do these things fresh for you guys that are new. Um, this guy speaks to me. I may be I may be a little bit biased because I believe in, in every word that he said, but I'll tell you what, the one consistent thing that you'll see across the industry with professional traders, if you get a chance to read the Market Wizards books, you'll see this as well, that we all have different styles. We all have different strategies. We trade different markets. We trade different time frames. We have different opinions on indicators or price or classic charts or even stop loss and risk and targets and all that fun stuff. But the core principles on how to become a successful trader and what it takes to be a consistently profitable trader are always the same. And everything that I read in this article, I would guarantee that every single professional trader you speak to would agree with. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Earlier, I mentioned about going through the Trading Coach podcast to kind of find stuff that you like. I've got a YouTube channel as well that you can do the same thing. So run a YouTube search, just search Akil Stokes, and then insert the subject of your liking, and you should get a bunch of videos that pop up. So while you're over there, subscribe as well. That's a massive way to support youtube.com slash Stokes. Once again, that's youtube.com slash Stokes.